going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 78. Free agency has started in the NFL, and we got some big quarterbacks moving like Drew Locke. We'll talk about him later. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the biggest move. And maybe Mitch Trubisky going to the Giants. That's another Too big one. Probably huge. the second biggest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in all serious no, though, uh, Aaron Rodgers signs mega deal with the Packers. Four mm. years, $200 million. Uh, $153 million guaranteed, which is kind of crazy. And then Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, obviously, for a big package back. We'll talk a bit more about that package, how we think the Seahawks did, how we think the Broncos did, mm-hmm. uh, and what our outlooks are on that those teams as well. Uh, before we do that, though, do you have a favorite number 78? I'm going to go with Bruce Smith. Ooh. 200 career sacks, the most ever in the NFL. Like and, he uh, says yeah, that somebody pulled him out of a pro pack once. <laughs> a pro pack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, since you said Bruce Smith, I'll go yeah. with somebody else. Uh, I'll go with rookie Julio Urias. He now wears number seven, I think it is, but when he was a rookie, because he was only on the 40 man, uh, mm-hmm. he was wearing number 78. There's not a lot of se- number 78s in Yeah, MLB those are right probably the, the big two 78s that I noticed when I was looking for him. So, yeah, so I, I went with the World <laughs> Series champ. One of the it's pretty cool when somebody has a uh, the last out of a World Series on there. So that's pretty crazy. Oh wow! So yeah, Russell Wilson trade looks like it's now official. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's weird though because it says it's official on his end. Maybe they they still got to do uh, like Shelby uh, Harris's physical. Yeah, th- that that's what it is. But yeah. why would it? I don't know. It just it seems a little weird that way. But yeah. anyways, that trade is likely going to happen. Uh, let's get to our opener, though. And All my right. opener is going to be Cam Johnson, uh, bench warmer kind of for the Suns, dropping 38 on the Knicks in his career high game, probably the game that he's going to be known for in his career. Uh, buzzer beater right at the end of the game. He dropped 21 in the fourth quarter. There wasn't a lot for me to watch this past week. But I'd say dropping, seeing Cam Johnson drop 38 was pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the NFL Combine for my. It's always great to see the college kids come in. And as someone who makes a lot of mock drafts, tries to figure out who's going where, it's nice to separate these guys, at least physically. Um, The entire Georgia Bulldogs team just went crazy this weekend. Athletically, they all ran ridiculous 40s. Jordan Davis ran a four seven eight. That's faster than a lot of the linebackers ran, and he's three hundred sixty pounds. And uh, shout out to Kalen Barnes too, the corner from Baylor ran a four two three forty one tenth of a second off from the record. Yeah, but yeah, exciting. That was, you know? was kind of crazy. But the thing is, with straight line speed for corners, the only real time that you need straight line speed is when you're a guy's already passed you. So. Uh, we'll see how often that really comes into play. Or you're uh, playing in the nickel. Still, it doesn't happen that that often. You're still using your hands and stuff like that. Uh, but nonetheless, that was pretty cool. Immaculate Sports Player of the Week. Now, I said on Twitter, you have to tune into the episode to find out. So we're going to tell you now. And the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week, 
uh, is going to be LeBron James. He dropped 56 on ABC against the Warriors on Saturday night. I wasn't watching that game because I was watching Batman. But uh, 56 points for LeBron. I mean, I don't really know what else to say besides vintage LeBron. That's all there is to it. You know, they, uh, they've gotten a lot of criticism recently. And uh, maybe not nice for Warriors fans to see, but nice for the league to see that he can really turn it on when he wants to still at 37 years old. And yeah, uh, we shouldn't count him out quite yet, I guess. Yeah, the Lakers as a team are very interesting, but LeBron himself is second in the league when it comes to points per game at 29 mm-hmm. and a half, at, which is crazy because this dude's like 38, 37 years old uh, and in his 19th year in the league. But, I mean, he's one of the greatest players of all time, obviously. Let's get to team reports now uh, as far as football goes. We'll probably talk about more stuff uh, with our teams once we get to our free agency predictions, which will be towards the end of the show. Uh, But do you have anything else to say along these lines? There was one quote from Jets general manager Joe Douglas today. I'm ready to strike via trade in order to help our young quarterback. If that means offensive line, maybe DK Metcalf, either way, uh, I'm excited for it. I think they're about to go all in. And we haven't done that in about five years now, so it should be should be interesting. Now is an interesting time to go all in. Yeah. I think with a crazy AFC year after or another year after that would probably be a good time to go all in because you still really don't know what you have right now. Uh, as far as the Raiders go, though, interesting day for the AFC West. Uh, it's good to know that we still have the best quarterback in the division, though. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, I mean, fuck, this is tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Seeing six out of your 17 games are going to be against Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, or Russell Wilson just does not look like it's going to be fun. But uh, good news is we have some money. We hopefully can sign some corners. I'll talk more about that here Mm -hmm. in the future. Uh, And hopefully uh, we trade for a wide receiver, sign a big time wide receiver, uh, and maybe even draft one in the early rounds of the draft as well. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously we'll get more news here in the future. Where's your head at though? (laughs) Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. We mentioned it earlier. I've already mentioned it probably three times in the show. Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff going back to the Seahawks. It's Drew Locke. Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and a fifth-round pick, and then also a a fourth-round pick goes back to the Broncos uh, in the deal as well. So right off the bat, I thought that this this trade is a win for both teams. I think the Seahawks got just about as much as they possibly could have for Russell Wilson back to get a quarterback, a solid, solid position player, Noah Fant. Two first, two seconds, kind of replenishes their draft stock from what they gave up uh, to get Jamal Adams just two years ago. I uh, I agree that you shouldn't have been expecting any more than this. And if you were surprised that he got traded as a Seahawks fan, uh, I'm sorry, but you know this was coming at least uh, within the next year or so. I just find it interesting that the Jets trading Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold combined got – pretty much the same haul back. Uh, So that part's a little concerning. Obviously we didn't get Noah fan, but we got an extra second round pick that they didn't get in their package. Um, And obviously you got to hit on your draft picks, but uh, 
it's it's definitely a sad sad day in Seattle already. I'm sure it's raining there too. So uh, it probably is raining. Uh, but it's it's like like you said. I mean, Denver's automatically a contender now. Like I know you don't want to hear it, but they weren't bad last year with a terrible quarterback situation. Yeah, uh, the Denver. First off, let me talk about the Seahawks a little bit. I think their yeah. plan with this uh, turns into suck ass next year and hope for. Hope for Bryce Young yeah. because Bryce Young is going to be the guy that kind of gives that. you that Russell Wilson vibe from his rookie and second year where you're your Super Bowl contender. Obviously, you're not going to have one of the greatest defenses of all time with that team, but hey, you can have a good team. And who knows? Next next thing you know, you're back in the playoffs a couple of years from now. Uh, but it's definitely going to be weird, especially for people our age, uh, people who have really our whole not our whole life, but our whole football life. Watch the Seahawks be good. And now they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they weren't that good last year, but Seahawks were still a team that were respectable for, from a lot of people of our age that understand football. And when the Broncos, Broncos now, I mean, they they are going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but they're not going to be some Super Bowl contender where they're just going ham winning 13, 14 games. Because then again, they're also in a division where they have to play Derek Carr, who they've lost six straight games against. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, who actually doesn't play good against the Broncos, but it's still Justin Herbert. And Patrick Mahomes, a guy that they have never beat. So these are teams, I know they're adding Russell Wilson, but Mahomes and Carr have already figured out that Broncos defense. They, they do yeah. it consistently in the last three, four years. Well, they've had no problem with it. So yeah, getting Russell Wilson is great. It's obviously going to help them. Uh, on both sides of the ball, even because you're not going to have to have your defense out there all the time. Russell Wilson's going to take care of the ball, not be stupid with it. Like Drew Lockwood, perhaps. Uh, and I can see a wild card team. I still think the chiefs win the division, but I wouldn't be shocked if all four teams from the AFC West are the three or the division winner, obviously. And then three wild card teams all be from uh, that yeah. division, but also that, that should be interesting with a team like the Colts, the Titans, one of those teams obviously is going to win the division. And then that whole AFC. North Can you imagine division. Buffalo and new England? Only one of them makes the playoffs. It's possible. I, it's yeah. really, it really is possible. I mean, new England probably will take a slight step back this year. I think that makes sense. JC Jackson, who we'll talk yeah. about uh, is likely gone. I think I have one or two guys going to them, uh, but the Bills going to be good. And then the Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, Browns situation is also pretty interesting because yeah. I think Bengals, Ravens are two pretty surefire 10, 11 win teams. Steelers yeah. are interesting and the Browns are who knows. But when you look at it, the AFC is Scary. damn good. <laughs> like there is there's maybe two sorry ass teams in the whole AFC and that's the, the Texans and the Jacks. And that's Thank it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you guys should be, Better. I don't think this year would be a year where you win probably more than six or seven games just because of how crazy this, this AFC is. But if you were in the NFC in the East uh, rather than the AFC East, you could win eight, nine games. So We'll see how, how that goes, uh, but let's get to our position rankings that we've been doing for about a month right. now. We did quarterbacks, we did running backs, we did wide receivers, we did tight ends last week. We're going to do O-line this week, and don't worry, we're not going to talk about our top 10 centers in the league. Uh, we're going to do top five tackles, top five guards, and then top five centers. We can go ahead and start with centers, though. 
okay. who is your third best center? <laughs> I'm going to go with Corey Lindsley as my third best center. Great in pass protection for the Chargers. Yeah, he's pretty good. I left him off my list, though. Uh, number three for me is the rookie Creed Humphrey. He has been pretty fucking insane for, for the Chiefs this past year. Uh, and now on to number two. Number two, I'm going to go with Jason Kelsey, the ageless wonder in Philly. Number two for me is Ryan Jensen. Uh, I think Skyler might have him at number one in this. Uh, free agents this year, obviously a big target for the Jets as they need some O-line. Uh, and we'll see where we both have him uh, once we get to our free agency predictions. And now on to number one, is it, is it Mr. Jensen? It's Mr. Jensen tied with Creed Humphrey. I okay. can pick. I uh, love them both. And I put Lindsley at three just uh, to have a guy, you know. Out of respect, I think I had to put Jason Kelsey number one. This mm. dude just is the Iron Man of football. Uh, and when you are an O lineman and you're an Iron Man, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, now on to guards. Number five for me was Joel Batonio. Uh, I went with Michael and went, oh, Owen Wenu. From the mm. Patriots, uh, late round pick who it's been great. Yeah, he was really, really well. Uh, number four for me is also a free agent this year, Brandon Scherf. Also at Brandon Scherf. Uh, interesting where he goes. We need a guard. Yeah, that's true. Number three for me is the guy that the Chiefs paid a shit ton of money. That's Joe Thune. Mm-hmm. Joe Thune. Like Damn. him. Let's see <laughs> if, if we have this one here at number two. Then we should have number one correct yeah. as well because it should be a combination of Zach Martin and yes. Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two for me is Zach Martin, though. Yeah, number two, Zach Martin. Uh, number one is just an absolute mauler, and I had to give him the one spot, even though he was hurt this year. Yeah, I'd say at this point, in Quentin Nelson, Trent Williams, and Jason Kelsey are like the faces of the O line mm-hmm. in the NFL even though it's not really like a position where you have a face. Uh, but let's get to tackles now. Yeah. Number five for me is the rookie, Rashawn Slater. I'm going to go with Laramie Tunsil. I still think he's uh, a notch above some of the younger guys. That's fair. I did have more of a younger theme on yeah. the bottoms of my list for, for centers and uh, tackles. Uh, and then that brought to number five, the all-pro Tristan Wirfs. All right. Number four for me is going to be Teron Armstead, free agent, uh, Absolute Mahler resurgence of a career. In New yeah. Orleans. Armstead is really good. I didn't leave him off my list. So mm-hmm. I think he'd be number six or even number five. If you uh, take off Slater. Yeah. Uh, number three for me, though, is going to be David Bakhtiari. Another very fun guy to watch was hurt most this past season. Uh, but when he's healthy, this dude is a stud. Also at Bakhtiari. It sucks. Uh, two out of the last three years now he's been hurt, but uh, hopefully we can get another full season from him before he retires. Yeah. Number two for me is going to be Ryan Ramchick. Uh, a lot of C's and Z's in that name yeah. there at the end. Uh, but he is really, really good, and I have him at number two. Number two, maybe a shock. I'm going to go with Tyron Smith. Maybe he doesn't belong up here still at whatever, 35 years old, but he's still solid in pass protection. One of the yeah. best. Dude's a stud. Uh, and then number one, Skyler should have this as well as Trent Williams. He's the best uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, had a perfect run grade, I think it was, which is kind of crazy uh, to think about. Not as good as in pass protection, obviously, but he's still top tier when it comes to that. So he is number one for me. Mm-hmm. And then number one for Skyler as well. Yeah. Let's now get to halftime. A pretty quick first half, but yeah, we're going to have a pretty long second half. All Tell right. me about the combine <laughs> and your mock draft when it comes to this. 
Yeah, uh, like I was saying about the combine, it's uh, very helpful trying to separate players that are very, very close to each other. Finding out, oh, this guy has a ridiculous broad jump and forty time. Okay, let's give him the edge here. Or this guy would fit great on this team. Uh, so I got another mock draft here. The post combine mock, a uh, lot of changes from last time. I feel like we're finally getting down to it. Um, we'll start with Jacksonville at number one. I have him taking Aiden Hutchinson. I actually saw a tweet about this today from somebody who uh, uh, also agreed with me. I had this before, by the way. Don't get it confused. Uh, they mm-hmm. tagged Cam uh, Robinson for the second time in a row at left tackle. Don't think they should draft a left tackle number one if they still don't know if they're going to keep Cam Robinson or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, best player in the draft, I think, staying at number one. Number two, Detroit Lions. They don't get their guy, Aiden Hutchinson, so they're going to draft Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty, at number two. Don't think he's going to start right away, and he doesn't have to with Jared Goff there. I think it's a a pretty perfect situation. If you win too many games to get out of the Bryce Young territory, then you might as well have a guy ready to go. Uh, Number three, Houston Texans, probably the biggest wild card in this draft at number three. I have them taking Evan Neal. Uh, maybe a best player available. I also think uh, Kyle Hamilton would work here, but uh, they're probably going to try to trade this pick. Yeah, they're in a weird spot because they, I mean, they don't have the money that the Jags do where the, the Jags can be like a five, six, one team this next year. Yeah. Uh, and they have a higher ceiling than the Texans do, but the Texans don't have money. They don't have, terrible QB and Davis Mills mm-hmm. might as well see what you have and, and with one more year. And then it gets to their draft pick. It's just like, what really would you want to do with this? You know? All right. Number four, the jets first pick. I have them taking Kayvon Thibodeau edge from Oregon. The jets are going to take an edge here at either four or 10. Uh, and Kayvon is my number two player in this draft. So I would love him at number four here. Number five, the Giants get my number three player in this draft, Ika McQuanu. Uh, I think this guy was definitely in play for the number one pick before, uh, you know, the Cam Robinson stuff. He is an, an awesome guy. Again, another guy I wouldn't be upset if the Jets drafted. Um, can play left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, uh, and an awesome guy. Uh, number six, the Panthers. I have them taking Charles Cross, the tackle for Mississippi State. I still believe they're going to go after Deshaun Watson here, and they won't take a quarterback at six. Uh, and Charles Cross is another great t- – it's a great draft for tackles and edge rushers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to see a little run on these here. Um, and number seven is another one. The Giants with their second pick. They're going to take Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher from Georgia. Uh, blazing speed, and uh, we saw in the combine this guy will be a riser here. Number eight, the Falcons. I have them taking Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. Last year, they took best player available with Kyle Pitts, the tight end. They're going to do it again here with the safety from Notre Dame. Number nine, Seattle's pick they get from the Russell Wilson trade. I have them taking Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State. No quarterback here. Edge is a bigger need. They have Drew Locke. And like you said, I think it's best to go after the top dogs next year. I think it's funny uh, for all these Seahawks fans too, who yeah. are probably now looking at the draft. Like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, they haven't been yeah. paying attention to draft at all. Well, they haven't. The they year. haven't had a top pick in ten years. <laughs> yeah, and then they also. I mean, they didn't even have a second round pick uh, either yeah. this year. I don't think so. I mean, they weren't even like. They're like, oh. Also, we we have a chance at these guys now. So. 
it's interesting. It's funny to look at. Oh yeah. I was, uh, I was asking my friend Dylan, who's a Seahawks fan about the draft and he has no idea. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, to wrap up the number 10, the top 10, number 10 with the Jets, their second pick is going to be Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Um, this is uh, LaFleur's Debo Samuel replacement. Uh, apparently, everybody with the Jets is in love with Traylon Burks. And I think if he's there, they're probably going to take him at number 10. So uh, let's go to some other notables here. The next pick, 11, Washington, the Commanders. They're going to take Kenny Pickett. Right now, they don't have a quarterback. And due to that, they're going to take the one that's most ready to go. Can you pick it from Pittsburgh? Uh, Baltimore at number 14. They're going to take Derek Stingley Jr., the corner from LSU. Uh, really old defense, and I think they're going to try to revamp that. And if you remember from maybe a month or two ago, uh, my prediction for this Super Bowl, I had the Ravens in it, uh, losing to somebody I don't remember. But <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about it later anyway. So this will help Baltimore revamp the defense for sure. The Chargers get a right tackle finally. Trevor Penning, the massive man from Northern Iowa. Uh, Pittsburgh at number 20, they get a quarterback. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. I feel like this fits the system more than another guy I like who I'll get into. Uh, your pick, the Raiders, Devontae Wyatt, D-tackle from Georgia. Uh, I know you like the trenches, and this guy's another guy who – like at 300 pounds was blazing fast during all of his drills. So he should be pretty solid here in the first round. Uh, then at the end here, run on receivers, 27 to 30, 27, Tampa Bay, Jamison Williams, 28, Green Bay, Drake, London, 29, Miami, Chris Olave, 30, Kansas city, Jahan Dotson. That one scares you. I know. Uh, 31, the Bengals take Zion Johnson. He could play guard and center. Great senior bowl for him. And the last pick of the first round, the Lions take Daxton Hill, safety from Michigan. They do get a guy from Michigan staying <laughs> in town, and he's a great player too. There we go. So, yeah, it's always fun to do these. Uh, I feel like, like I said, we're getting closer uh, to Trump. finding out what will actually happen here. I mean, a couple of years ago, we didn't think Baker was going to be a top five pick until the day of the draft. So it's always changing. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that will not be changing this year for Atlanta, Calvin Ridley, not playing, suspended 17 games for gambling. Um, and one thing, too, a lot of people have been saying on Twitter that the suspension was too heavy for him. I think he got off pretty well uh, considering Pete Rose was banned from baseball. Doing the same it's also thing. a different sport, though, so it's it's a little bit different. Uh, but I mean, Calvin Ridley on Twitter was like trying to defend himself with this stuff, and he's like, "I only bet fifteen hundred. Like, uh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, like, it's it still doesn't like affect what you were doing, regardless yeah. or not. Like, you still you still were, were not doing the right thing when it comes to that stuff, and I, I'm sure the NFL obviously has a policy. Mm -hmm. uh, where you can't do that stuff. And, and when you break the rules knowingly, then why should the NFL or anybody have sympathy for you when it comes to that? It does sound like the Falcons do have some sympathy. They knew that he had some struggles with mental health and that's why they decided not to trade him. They want him to get help in house and come back strong a year from now. So that could be good for him. 
Mm-hmm. It does suck. This, that's a guy who's on uh, the Jets' radar, of course, for trade Patriots. I'm sure everyone who needed a receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's unfortunate. And let's talk about baseball. Uh, still no agreement, but the players' union has agreed on some some rule changes here, and we're going to talk about them. So started off the banning of shifts. This okay. This is interesting. Uh, I think what it, everybody assumes from this is that they're going to make it so you have to have two people to each side of second base. Uh, how they really monitor that would be mm-hmm. a little interesting. Are they going to have like a line uh, behind second base? Is someone yeah. going to, can you just not go past it at all? Or do you have to have just one part of your body past it? Cause then maybe a shortstop has like his, his leg stretched all the way out and just barely over the line. And he's trying to make a play there. Uh, for for these lefty pull shifts, uh, is there like I I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting when it comes down to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but takes away some of the strategy from the game, which I don't really like. It feels like they're dumbing it down a little bit. Yeah, you know I'm. Uh, I agree both ways. I understand why you would be frustrated as a hitter, but it's, uh, you know, baseball's so, so hung up on the tradition. Um, Oh, with the, with the shift. Oh yeah. 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 Um, No shift helps. But, but for a sport that's so hung up on their tradition every year, it it would be weird. uh, How this one plays out for sure. And uh, I know originally the rule was, uh, you know, certain guys on the side of the dirt, like you said, so I agree with that. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, one that they they already did agree 100% was the pitch clock. Uh, 14 seconds with no one on base and 19 seconds with runners on base. Uh, I understand they're trying to make the game faster. I have no no questions about this one. I don't, I don't like pitch clock. I mean, if you think baseball needs to speed up, then maybe the game's mm. just not for you. Uh, Rob That's Manfred fair. is is just uh, he wants to change the game more than what needs to be changed. Uh, And he's trying to make these new rule changes to incorporate new fans and stuff like that. When in reality, new fan, I mean, obviously new fans means more money, but getting new fans for the sacrifice of fans that already like the game is, is kind of stupid. And, you know, as a pitcher, I like to work fast. I was like Mark Burley, you know. I had no problem with it. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, another one that I have no problem with, bigger bases, uh, less lower really body injuries. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the big one they rejected was the robo-umps for 2022 and 2023. So the newest that could be reinstated is 2024. Uh, and we know they're they're working on it in AAA this year. So uh, – it's going to be coming. They're at least going to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm not as upset, but it's interesting. You have a guy like Altuve step in the box and then Aaron judge right after him. Um, they obviously have different strike zones. Yeah. You know, uh, be interesting how they figured that out. I'm sure that stuff would be adjusted to, to the players and stuff like that. So it's not like, well, uh, no, I know like the actual, you know, box, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, someone like uh, judge, High strikes don't get called as much. Someone like Altuve, the low strikes don't get called as much, you know, yeah. with the with the real life um, because they it's hard for them to adjust. Uh, and the MLB's goal that they said today 
was to streamline the process and excitement of the game. Maybe you should uh, sign the papers then. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is like another deadline uh, for tonight. And so we, we do expect uh, it to be a little bit similar to, I think it was last week when they first started banning games where they met literally 12 times in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I expect to see something similar to that tonight. They have agreed, I think, that if they can agree on something tonight, that they will end up playing 162 games still, just move back to season about a week or so, and then probably start it uh, April 6th or whatever the day is. Uh, So hopefully that gets done tonight. I'm assuming it doesn't because the MLB is stupid, Uh, but we'll see where that goes from there. Now let's get on to uh, college basketball. Yeah, some college basketball. Uh, the regular season's over. Now it's the tournaments. Uh, these teams are trying to punch in their ticket and start dancing. Uh, so right now the top four teams are Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and Auburn. Um, these look like they will be the top four seeds unless Auburn loses in the tournament. Then Kentucky will get a one seed. Uh, but th- some big news here. Duke loses to North Carolina in their last home game with Coach K. They drop down to number seven in the nation that's got to be upsetting for them and other than these top four teams uh everyone's struggling a little bit so this is going to be interesting and in 10 minutes from now gonzaga st mary's the west coast final uh, i don't think gonzaga should have any trouble on the neutral site but you should still tune into that one everybody that's uh that's college basketball sure that is college basketball all right, and that's uh, that's the end of halftime. I don't have anything else. Awesome. Let's go ahead and get to free agency predictions now. This is the main event of the show. Uh, <laughs> might take a little while, but uh, we're going to speed up a little bit from what we did last year. We're going to depth about each person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're going to try to do it, our explanations for each signing within a sentence. Obviously, it's not like a super hard thing. Oh, yeah. no more speaking, uh, but... Yeah, we'll try to keep it for a sentence mm-hmm. for each person. Devontae Adams, Packers, Chris Godwin, Bucks. Those were when we were making this last last night, these were two guys that we had at the top of the list. Obviously, right. they have signed the I franchise tag. Uh yeah, so mm-hmm. I I have them Packers and Bucks respectively. Yeah. Uh so the first guy that we are going to do is JC Jackson, the highest uh touted corner in yeah. free agency. All right, I have J.C. Jackson going to the Chargers. Uh, Maybe a wild card here, but the Chargers have a lot of money, and I feel like they're going to try to buy their defense. We need corners. So Mm -hmm. J.C. Jackson's coming home. I don't know if it's his home, but Las Vegas uh, is hopefully where he's coming uh, so we can help compete in this tough AFC West. Theron Armstead. Cincinnati's going to try as hard as they can, but Miami's got more money. The Bears got to get some more line and they break the bank for Teron Armstead so that Justin Fields doesn't have to run away from everything next year. Mike Williams, next guy, signed a deal with the Chargers. I mm-hmm. think it was. I don't Man know the exact paid. details. Uh, three for 60. Three for 60. That's so, pretty, good uh, pretty good for him. And he decided, let's, uh, let's take this instead of maybe a little bit more money from Jacksonville. So good yeah. for him. Yeah. Next up is Vaughn Miller. Going back home to Denver. 
I have him going to Denver as well. I hope it doesn't happen, but it likely will. Mm. Next up, cornerback Carlton Davis. Going, going to the Niners for me. I think defensive back's going to be a big focus for him this offseason. I have Carlton Davis going to the Colts. Uh, they are pretty good last year when it came to corner, but adding mm-hmm. another guy like Carlton definitely will not hurt uh, for an already pretty good defense. Yeah. Next up is Chandler Jones. I have him going to Baltimore. They're going to try to completely revamp the defense here and uh, – He's maybe not be younger than some of the other guys, but he's better than what they have. I have Chandler Jones chasing a ring and going to Buffalo. Damn. Next up, Tyron Matthew. I think Baltimore is a great fit here for the same reasons as Chandler Jones. But uh, if Dallas can free up some cap space, it would be a great fit too. I'm going with a team that allowed a shit ton of passing yards last year that we didn't think was going to, and that's the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're QB away and a defense defensive piece away from being a really good team. Next up, Marcus Williams, safety. Jacksonville's going to give him the bag and Jacksonville missed out on Trayvon Merrick and Javon Holland last year. I also have Jacksonville. I think he's one of these guys that is just going to get overpaid uh, just because they have a lot of money. Yeah. Mike Gusecki got the franchise tag from the Dolphins. Uh, so that brings us to Allen Robinson, who had a down year last year, but is looking to bounce back this upcoming year. I'm going to New England, getting a number one for their young quarterback. They're losing some guys, possibly, and they miss out on Amari Cooper in my scenario here. I uh, I have going to the Eagles. Jalen Hurts needs receivers that have a very wide catch radius because he's not that accurate of a quarterback. Uh, so Allen Robinson goes to Philly. Uh, I think that just fits for whatever reason. Next up, Emmanuel Ogba. I'm going to Seattle, uh, one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. And this is a move that doesn't really stint their rebuild. Yeah. Uh, I have Ogba returning to the fins. They got a lot of money. So why not just mm. get a returner next up? Brandon Scherf going to Cincinnati, getting the bag. There you go. I have this one. He's going to the big apple, uh, to the jets and the Would not be upset. Yeah, Skyler's happy about this one. They get one of the best guards in the league. Next up is Harold Landry. He works out a deal long-term with Tennessee. They get it done. I have Harold Landry, who didn't get the tag, going to the Eagles as well, just like Allen Robinson. They have a decent amount of money this year, so tack on another free agent for them. Next up is Odell Beckham Jr., who is likely out for most of this next season, but... Maybe playoff impact. We'll see what happens there. I feel like the Rams will figure out how to give him a, a two-year deal. Kansas City is where I have him going. I don't want it to happen, but I think that would make sense. Uh, it probably takes more of a team-friendly type deal here. Next up, is, and I think that's going to be a one-year deal, and then he okay. kind of goes into the year after that looking for his big contract or second big contract. Uh, Ryan Jensen. Skyler's best center in the league, my second best center. Where do you have him going? I have him going to the Jets. He's been uh, pretty much one of the only guys heavily tied to the Jets so far these past couple weeks, so I have him coming home. I also have Ryan Jensen going to the Jets. So in my view, Jets score big with linemen, uh, but they don't really do much other stuff uh, once it comes to free I think they'd be fine with that. Two top ten picks? Yeah. 
Stephon Gilmore, former Defensive Player of the Year, is coming up next. All right. I have him going to Vegas. Uh, unfortunately, they miss out on some other guys up top, but I think the Raiders will be very happy with Stephon Gilmore in the new scheme. Stephon Gilmore is the guy that I would want if we don't get J.C. Jackson, regardless if we don't get J.C. Jackson or before J.C. Jackson even decides if Stephon Gilmore comes. That'd be really, really cool. Uh, we have the Panthers DB coach, and we have a whole bunch of guys from New England on our staff, so that's a cool fit. But I have him going to Miami here. Gets a pretty good contract to play in his former team's divisions mm-hmm. or division because he played for the Bills and Patriots. Dalton Schultz got the tag from the Cowboys. He obviously stays in Dallas there. Jameis Winston is next. I originally had Seattle, but I'm remembering now they had Geno. He wasn't bad last year. So let's say he stays in New Orleans on a team-friendly deal. So I originally had Carson Wentz going to the Broncos this offseason. That did not or is probably not going to happen now, considering they have Russell Wilson. Uh, So I had Jameis Winston going to the Colts. Back when I first did this, and that's when I made or not, I made this this morning, but obviously that's a little bit different scenario now. Where will Jameis go? I actually don't quite know yet. So let me check. What makes sense? Ooh, the Giants and compete with Daniel Jones uh, for that. Hey, what about job. what about sweet Trubisky? Huh? That's that's an option. But <laughs> if you got Jameis on the phone as well. I'm All thinking right. famous Jameis and the big mother freaking apple. All right. <laughs> Jadavion Clowney, former number one pick. He's going to continue the trend of hopping teams after a year and go to Indianapolis. They got a bunch of money and let's get another edge rusher. I think he stays in Cleveland, had one of his most productive years in the last three, four years at this point with them. Uh, so I think he stays in the dog pound. Michael Gallup didn't get the tag. Obviously, uh, mm. Don Schultz got that. Uh, so where do you think uh, wide receiver coming off a of torn ACL goes? I think Dallas didn't give him the tag because they're going to move on from Amari Cooper here. Uh, not official yet, but I feel like it's it's near official. So mm. he's staying in Dallas. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I have uh, Michael Gallup staying in Dallas as well. Next up, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. There was some talk maybe he goes to Cincinnati. Obviously, no Tom Brady anymore, so that's an interesting. What do you think uh, happens to Gronk in this offseason? I love my Gronk pick. It makes perfect sense. This team just lost their tight end today. He's going to Denver with Russell Wilson. (laughs) Uh, I think Gronk retires. I think that probably makes the most sense. It does make a lot of sense, but I want to see it. (laughs) I don't. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, Marcus May, where's, where's he going? I don't think we're going to re-sign him. Too many troubles. Uh, but Philly's got a lot of money with a terrible secondary. They'll give him whatever he wants, I'm sure. I think Marcus May goes to the Ravens. I know Skyler had Tyron Matthew going to yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so their safety in, in, in my realm is Marcus May rather than Tyron Matthew. Though, right. I imagine. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was a free agent last year. Decided to bet on himself with a one-year deal to Steelers. Uh, then he got hurt. Still an interesting target. I don't know how much money he's going to get, what his contract's going to look like, but where do you think uh, the TikTok star goes? Uh, like you said, I don't think he'll get as much as he anticipated, so I think Cleveland's a great fit, uh, him and, and Juice Landry. <laughs> I don't think he's staying in the division. Uh, I think he's going to the Commanders. I think that would be a pretty good second option. He 
I actually really like Juju. I think a lot of people hate on him for his TikTok stuff like that, but he's a really good receiver. He has had a whole bunch of receptions with, with Big Ben. And he's a physical guy. I think uh, he, he'd be doing a really good job pairing up on the other side of uh, Terry McLaurin. Next up, Cordero Patterson, a very interesting guy once it comes to this free agency. I have him going to Miami. They have a pretty big running back issue, and I don't think they're ready to solve it yet. Maybe they'll draft a guy and sign Cordero because um, he can do it all. Uh, I have James Conner leaving the Cardinals this offseason, so I think going to Arizona would not be a bad option for him uh, joining that, that interesting team that they got going on right now. Uh, in the desert, Evan Ingram is the next guy. Uh, now becomes probably the number one tight end in free agency at this point. Didn't think that was going to happen, but he yeah. still has some potential. What do you think he's going? I have him going to Jacksonville. Another guy who uh, just didn't make the most of his opportunities. Not exactly his fault. Could have made a lot more, but Jacksonville will give him the most, and I think he'll take it. So, uh, real quick, oh, I have Evan Ingram going to the Jets in my thing. But uh, we are Skyler already got one of his picks right. Harold Landry signs a five-year, eighty-seven and a half million-dollar deal uh, in Tennessee. Told you he needed some more time. I think he's getting <laughs> overpaid with that, sure. uh, but he's still pretty good. Scheme fit there, obviously. He's been doing yeah. well for them. Uh, so big deal for Harold. I got Landry. scared for a second that our first move was Evan Ingram. It's like <laughs> I know we need a tight end, but what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Rasul Douglas, the next one. All right. I have Rasul Douglas going to Buffalo. I feel like uh, that's the type of physicality they like in Buffalo. They've had uh, some track stars play opposite of, uh, of Trey White, but he may not be back. Uh, so here's a guy just in case. I have Rasul Douglas staying in Green Bay. He said that Green Bay is his home uh, a few months ago, that he, he would be willing to I didn't take see that less. Team. That was in Sorry. like an after uh, – <laughs> post-game interview I think it was so it might have been more speaking on just like in the moment type stuff but I think Rasul Douglas in Green Bay was a match made in heaven he played so well for them last year so Green Bay makes sense for him there uh wide receiver DJ Chark oh this has Vegas written all over it this man is big and fast and we won't talk about what happened but you need some more speed especially at wide receiver and it's a good fit yeah, I also have DJ Chark going to the Raiders. That would be uh I mean obviously Devontae was really high up there uh mm. for me, but right below him was DJ Chark in my wish list for free agent wide receivers. And when you think about what this guy uh has gone through as a wide receiver, he had yeah. Nick Foles as his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville with a couple different head coaches. When under the right scheme, I think this guy can be really, really good. Uh, maybe that's just wishful thinking, but I think DJ Chark will be a Raider uh, come next season. Mm. Next up is Casey Hayward. I think the Raiders will try to get him, but again, I think Philly will give him some ridiculous, I don't know, 14 million for one year uh, type situation for a quick fix in a bad division. So he's I really, oh, I, I really yeah. do like Casey Hayward. I hope he stays, uh, uh-huh. but once we sign JC Jackson in this scenario, I don't think he, will want to because he wants okay. to be the number one guy, I think. Uh, so he follows Gus Bradley to Indianapolis. I think that'd be a good job there. That works. Uh, uh, and, and sticking with his coordinator that he's had for so many years already in his career. 
Next up is playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette. I have playoff Lenny staying in Tampa Bay. Uh, this is just one of the guys I feel like will. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but he just he just feels like a Tampa Bay guy. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I could see the Cardinals too, uh, but I'm go- I'm sticking with Tampa Bay. I think uh, Florida makes sense, and I think Lenny's gonna do it where he right. plays for all three Florida teams and goes to the Miami Dolphins. Jacksonville starts his career, Tampa Bay after that, and then Miami. Uh, probably not the first player in NFL history to play for all three Miami or not Miami teams, all three Florida teams. We'll definitely take a look at that. But kind of crazy yeah. uh, when he when he signs with Miami here in a couple weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, and the last guy hasn't is still a cowboy at this point. It's Amari Cooper. Uh, but Skylar mentioned this earlier. Expected to be cut. Uh, so say if he does, he's obviously going to be a, a pretty highly touted free agent. Uh, where do you think Amari Cooper goes? This one was really tough for me. And I don't see an immediate fit, but I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. I feel like he is in, – in my scenario, he loves Justin Fields. He wants to be his number one receiver. That's fair. Too bad that's Darnell Mooney. Uh, <laughs> New England, uh, I think, makes sense uh, in this sense. That's the I real think... reason why he's at Chicago. I didn't want him in New England. <laughs> yeah, so Amari Cooper to New England – uh, New England wants a receiver. I think that's yeah. pretty simple. Uh, but that's going to do it for free agency predictions a lot quicker than we did it last year. Yeah. Uh, so I give us a round of applause for that. I think we did a pretty good job when it yes, comes sir. to that. Uh, but let's get to our bets and then let's get on out of here. We went three out of four on our bets last week. It was a pretty good job. Uh, I had New Orleans over Sacramento on Wednesday. Uh, New Orleans blew them out. So that was a good job uh, to me on my layup. And then Scott also did a good job with Miami mm-hmm. over Philly on Saturday. A little bit different reasons than what we thought it was going to be. James Harden didn't play this game. Yes. Uh, so that obviously helped out quite a bit. But no layup, though. Did, uh, got the job done. Yeah. Then we get to this week. I have the Celtics over the Hornets. I think that game is tomorrow. Jason Tatum just scored 52 a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Hornets are currently getting killed by the Nets. Uh, so I have the Celtics over the Hornets. All right. I have the Phoenix Suns over the Lakers on Sunday. Phoenix has the the complete next man up mentality right now. Kyle talked about Cam Johnson today, uh, and I think they're going to keep rolling, especially against the Lakers, who have gotten a little hot here, but but not hot enough. Uh, last week for bold predictions, I had the Knicks over the Suns on Thursday. That was Cam Johnson's game-winning game, so that obviously did not happen. And then Skyler had New Orleans over Utah on Friday. New Orleans blew them out. Just Utah could not score the basketball for whatever reason. New Orleans has been good with uh, TJ McCollum since they got him back. Zion is Mm -hmm. coming back maybe next week, I think it is. So that should be pretty interesting. Uh, But moving to this week, I have the Pistons over the Clippers on Sunday. Cade Cunningham has really started to play some pretty good basketball. Sadiq Bey has been good. Uh, Marvin Bagley has been bad. Jeremy Grant's been decent. Uh, so they have a lot of guys who I think can uh, maybe pull off an upset on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Warriors to beat the Bucks on Saturday. And this is an interesting one for sure because the Warriors haven't won a game in a while now. But uh, not all the guys, but a lot of the guys who have been out the, over the past week 
are projected to be back for that Saturday game. And I think it's going to be just enough. A lot of the bench guys are playing well. And uh, let's roll the dice here on the Warriors on prime time. Yeah, it's never a bad decision to roll the dice on the Warriors. They tend to usually do some things well. Uh, But that's going to do it for for episode uh, 78. 78. That's a lot of episodes once it comes down to it. But, I mean, what else we got to say? Anything else? We should have even more free agent news when we come back. That's true. And also, we'll know the bracket for March Madness. Hopefully, we get a CBA. Well, we know. Does March Madness start next week? Uh, I believe this Sunday is Selection Sunday. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I don't know 100% right now. It's all good. College uh, basketball is... An yes, yes. Uh, first four starts Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. So we'll give uh, maybe some predictions. For yeah, you bracket predictions next yeah. week. Uh, probably not full bracket, but maybe Elite Eight predictions, stuff like that. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 78. It's been a fun one, obviously. Uh, free agency is always, always a good spot. Next week, we'll probably do some defensive lineman grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably going to be some more trades in the NFL, some free agency stuff. Uh, legal tampering period begins next Monday. Hopefully, there's a CBA in the MLB, and there's obviously going to be some more stuff within the NBA. So look yeah. out for that. Uh, check our Twitter. We've been posting a little bit on there. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to do it. Russell Wilson's a Bronco, everybody. Shut up. All right. See you guys. Later, everybody. Next week. Go Jets.